All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. This is the podcast where we highlight undiscovered talent. We're scanning Y Combinator, Pioneer, Product Hunt, Twitter, Indie Hackers, all these different networks to find really interesting founders and interesting projects and startups. And we feature them on the podcast before you've probably heard of any of them. And what's great about this is you get to follow along on their journey as they become more and more successful and say, I knew them when. So thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. And let's get into our next founder you haven't heard of, but you will. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very stoked to be talking to Jeremy and Michael, who are the creators, the co-founders of Loft Radio. Welcome to the show. How's it going? How's it going, man? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It is a slight, as we were just talking about, it's a slight trip down memory lane talking just because I had two products or companies that had the word loft in it. So it's great to revisit a product that has the word loft in it. Uh, for, for, for people that don't know what loft radio is, um, can you kind of tell what either of you, and also uh, make sure you say your name before you talk. So we know who's talking. Can either of you, um, tell us what loft radio is? Yeah, sure. So this is Michael. Um, so what we do at Loft is we work with artists to curate and share music online um, in an online radio stream, a live radio. And it's a free radio, it's 24-7. And we allow listeners to tip artists directly in cryptocurrency, where 100% of that tip goes directly to the artist. So I have a bunch of questions because I actually am a user for people listening. I, I would say 95%, maybe like 90% of the people that come onto the podcast. I like, I'm not a user of the product. Cause like, I don't have a reason to, but I listen to Loft radio like every day. Uh, so I, I have a lot of questions. First one is how do you, can you tell me how do you make, how do you make it 24 seven? Is it like, do you have like a live station where you're queuing up music and artists are collaborating or is it like, is it almost like a playlist or how do you keep the music up? And then also, um, for people that don't haven't listened, which maybe a lot of them, like like what what type of music is it? Is it EDM? Is it rock? Is it lo-fi? I know the answer, but le- but I'd love to hear you know what your thoughts are on the music type um, for the listeners. I mean, you pretty much nailed it. So this is Jeremy, um, and the way that we get the music to play twenty four seven is we have this playlist that's I think around eleven or twelve hours now. Um, of lo-fi music, which I'll get to in a second. And that playlist is, is effectively on shuffle 24 seven. Um, so we use a service called radio.co um, and they l- allowed us to bootstrap uh, the product much faster and takes a lot of that development headache out of our heads. But it's something that we're gonna revisit because they don't offer um, quite as much, quite as, they don't offer all the features that we'd ideally have. and. Uh, as we scale to more stations, they don't seem like the best long-term solution. So we have some ideas for figuring that out. Um, but yeah, Radio Co. 24-7 playlists, uh, it's just on Shuffle. And uh, right now we focus our, our playlist around mellow beats or chill hop or lo-fi hip-hop, if you will. And that genre is largely influenced by um, boom bap, uh, so kind of hip-hop style drums but much more toned down, oftentimes soft, filtered, uh, 
very relaxing music. Um, a lot of it, it's come into the space or into the it's come into the scene pretty recently um, through these streams on YouTube, twenty four seven beats to study slash relax to. I'm sure some people are familiar with the anime girl uh, doing her homework nonstop. Um, we saw these streams getting really popular and uh, kind of wanted to emulate that twenty four seven chill relaxing feeling um but in an environment that allowed for much more uh than just the video loop uh yeah and that more at least in my opinion is like being able to to, to tip or pay the creators directly um why well one uh, which one no why why did you decide to make it cryptocurrency based um versus like like venmo or paypal or something like that and yeah, I'd love to hear the why. And then we'll talk about the how. Like, how does someone tip with cryptocurrency? What's that What's that flow like? Sure. Yeah. So this is Michael. Um, the main reason we probably, well, there's a lot of reasons we ended up using cryptocurrency. Um, one being we're both passionate um, and involved in the space. We believe in, we believe in Web3 and decentralized systems and uh, believe there's a large future in it. Um, but we also see the value in it for artists and for listeners. So for artists, getting paid or using cryptocurrency on a music streaming platform can allow for a greater degree of independence and autonomy to get paid for your music online. Um, and then for artists and listeners, it allows that direct peer-to-peer -peer payment to happen. Whereas through traditional payment methods or through traditional streaming platforms, you either have you know, Apple Music, Spotify, et cetera, taking a 30% cut of subscription payments, or you have uh, something like Bandcamp, where, you know, Bandcamp is great. We love Bandcamp. Um, one, the credit card fees are a hindrance to doing micropayments. So there's like at least a 30-ish cent uh, fee on every, you know, any credit card payment that happens in the world. And then Bandcamp takes an additional 15%. So with crypto, um, where there are, whereas there are fees, they're really, really low. And we aim to get them even lower. So we can basically facilitate a 100% value transfer between uh, a listener and a fan. And that was sort of the root of why we started to use cryptocurrency, um, those two reasons. But then it also opens up so much more for us in the future um, between, you know, there's a lot we can explore for, for revenue models for artists um, between micro tipping or streaming payments or tips that earn interest. Um, and there's constantly kind of new uh, protocols and, and, features that we can use from cryptocurrency that we can use to benefit artists um, and make the revenue kind of stream between listeners and and, and uh, artists smoother and cooler in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's like smoother, cooler, and also like kind of like where the future is going, like credit cards and credit card processing has been great for so many companies for the last decade, but like the next decade, I think will be a little different, which is you're kind of on that trend. Going back to just the, the core product or core service, do you like have relationships with all these different lo-fi artists? Like, ha, ha, can you tell me about, if I'm a lo-fi artist and I want to get on Loft Radio, what does my lo life look like? How do I get on? Like, do I have a dashboard? Do you even know who I am? How does that work? So we get a lot of uh, submissions through our, uh, through two ways. One, through Instagram. We recently started an Instagram and uh, post stories every now and then and we'll get some artists that hit us up through there and we also have an email uh, link on our website on 
the on our about page that uh, we'll get some submissions there too. But we both listen to lo-fi and, and like the genre a lot. So we're, we're familiar with, um, with a lot of the artists in the space. So we've reached out individually to a good portion of the artists that are on Loft, as well as partnered with, um, with a couple labels that have helped source both music and been a great resource for, for helping us learn more about the space. Um, but yeah, and we're both involved in music. We both produce and have had some of these relationships before we even started Loft. Um, and so that made it a little bit easier to get involved in the community because we already had some of these friendships online at least. Um, and yeah, like Jeremy said, we just, we just reach out individually and kind of just try to uh, get the value prop across. Um, and one kind of, thing probably the the most what we've been most surprised by is how it's actually been pretty difficult to get artists on board uh to loft at least at first like to us it was a no-brainer we'll put your music on the site we'll link your socials we'll set you up with a cryptocurrency wallet and you can get paid directly from anyone that's listening um but it took a lot of refining of that messaging and how we reach out and uh, the consistency in which we reach out to get the um, amount of music that we have now and, and now we seem to be kind of on a on a we have more momentum the train's moving on that front which is good so the train was a little slow to start it's moving now now where would you say the train is going aka in a less corny way to ask is what's the vision um you have something that's working um you know 10 years from now 15 years from now where do you want loft to be and uh, actually hold on, let me back up because this is usually one of my last questions but i have another question that i'm very curious about why loft as someone who named two companies after something loft and someone who looked very carefully at the brand loft to see if we could eventually buy out their domain i actually like i don't care anymore about loft like loft is like so much feeling for the word loft so i have to ask why loft <laughs> um this is Michael. Uh, I don't know that we have like a super good answer for that. Naming is always really difficult. And um, for us, it was sort of like the name was a bit of a mental roadblock to actually get started on the project. And we just kind of, you know, we've been working on sort of like music streaming ideas for years now, just like ideating and, and bouncing ideas around and different names have come along with that. And I think I think one of us just threw it out one day and we were like, you know, that sounds pretty cool. And we're tired of like being hindered by just like thinking of a name and like having to like figure out the brand and stuff right now. And we really just want to like build this product. So, you know, we said it, we thought it sounded cool and we just kind of ran with it. Yeah. Uh, this is Jeremy just to tack on to that. Uh, other than the phonetic sounding, I personally tend to think of it as like sort of a loungy sort of, uh, room or, or area where you can hang out in and it's it's that cool you know laid back place to hang out um and then i also kind of think of like something that's elevated a little bit and i don't know why but both of those ideas resonate a little bit with me as well that is so funny that you <laughs> said it elevated because that was literally so the my the, the first company i started which was Publoft, the whole idea behind the name was that pub is standard for publication like a, a someone's publication. 
and Loft standard for raise, like higher, aka power, like better than the like, 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 yeah, like power. And we we make any publication we work with, like we give them power, but they're on a loft and like elevation. So that's so funny that you see it like that because I, um, yeah, that's almost I don't know if I have like a bias towards really liking Loft Radio, literally because of the name. But now that I'm in. <laughs> Now that I'm, like, I'm in and I'm listening, I, I, I like the you know the actual product itself. But like, damn, I'm a, I am a fan of the name. Um, hey, whatever, whatever gets people's foot in the door. <laughs> that's really it, right? Like, it's it's well, yeah. Actually, that gives me another question, and then I will, and then I'll start to wrap it up. How do you spread the word about Loft Radio to people like me, to listeners that don't think they need Loft Radio, but when they hear it, they're like, "This is chill. Like, I could get with this." Uh. This is Jeremy. I'll I'll start off with uh, my perception. Personally, I I don't love self promo or really any kind of promotional work, just because I think it like gets in the way of me doing other tasks. But the way that we've approached it has been trying to be very organic and sort of uh, hands off almost maybe. So we we have like a small social media following on Twitter and and Instagram, and we've shown our friends obviously. They, they've helped us test and uh, we've gotten good feedback from a lot of those people. Um, but other than that, we haven't been focusing too hard on promotion. Uh, we're mainly focused, I think, on building something that's going to be very robust and can continue to grow into something much larger. And since it, the project is still very young, um, it's only been online for like six months or so. Um, we've just been learning a lot and trying to focus on making it as best as possible before trying to onboard as many users as we can. Yeah. And just to add on to that, like the, the project being young is, is a lot of it there. In my opinion, like we almost consider, we talk about it a lot. We still kind of consider ourselves in a bit of a beta. Like we're still working up to that 1.0 big release um, that involves kind of like the full feature set and, and design and brand that uh, we've envisioned from the start. And you know, there's a lot that's like, it may look pretty on the front and like the, the, for the, for the user, but like, there's a lot of messiness on the back end, and we're not sure that we're ready to like handle a massive influx of users. So we're kind of like working up to that point And like, like Jeremy said, organically kind of just like throwing it out here and there not pushing it too hard and getting people's feedback while it's young and while it's kind of um, small. And then, you know, when we're ready for the big leagues, when we're ready to kind of put it out there and, and have like a huge influx of users. That's when I think we'll start to do more uh, promotional material. I'd also add that we're definitely trying to walk this balance of, we, we obviously want more people using it. Um, but we, that we want to walk that fine line between having too many people and too many sort of voices in our heads, uh, asking for different features and, and this and that, and you know, saying, Oh, this doesn't work the way I expect it to. We, we'd rather just sort of have it grow slow and organically um and and learn along the way and then at some point you know who knows maybe we'll get a red hug or something and and that'll be helpful but we we recognize that uh some of these youtube streams are getting you know 50,000 plus live viewers at any given time and those streams aren't paying the artists in any way uh the artists all they get technically is the exposure but because it's such a passive listening experience um we, we really want to aim to provide something marginally better for those people. And we hope that, you know, if we're able to have a smooth trajectory to that point, then we can better serve them. 
Well, I have some pretty bad news for both of you. This this podcast has over a million, actually ten million listeners. <laughs> so the moment this hit, you are, you are officially are in prime time. No, I'm just I don't have I don't have ten million. <laughs> yeah, that that that's a joke. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe one day we'll see. Soon. Um, so what um what what is what what are you trying to do like like long term let's say you you know you get that podcast you know you get on joe rogan you get a, a billion downloads or a billion streams like and you get big what 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 does it look like you know overall what's the big vision of um of uh, a block yeah so uh this is michael i think the vision in maybe a line is loft we created loft to create Sorry, let me restart. Loft exists to uh, experiment with social listening spaces that explore new ways of exchanging value between listeners and artists. And uh, the reason why that kind of line is so open-ended is because we are still open-ended as to kind of how this project can evolve. We have a lot of ideas, um, but we want to stay nimble and experimental and constantly be trying new things. Um, but for example, like a year down the road, we would love it if Loft has, you know, 10 different uh, rooms, uh, rooms being stations that you can hang out in. You can maybe have private chats, public chats. Um, uh, everything about these rooms are centered around supporting artists. So uh, little incentives here and there. Like right now, we've built out an incentive by uh, requiring you to tip an artist to change your name in the chat. Um, so that's just one example. We have another uh, feature similar to that coming down the road. Um, so there's a lot of ways to like, when you say like 10, 15 years, it's so hard to say because we're going to evolve so far from where we are now. Um, but we really just want to be a new place to kind of hang out online and listen to good music and, uh, and anything, everything about these experiences hanging out in these rooms is centered around uh, how can we, garner more exposure, garner more revenue, uh, and create a better community around uh, these artists. Um, yeah. To, to add to that, uh, I think another thing that's been at the forefront of our minds as we work on Loft is sort of this feeling that the, wet, the internet these days has gotten stale. It, it almost feels like people are just, they, they've sort of given up on creativity for function. And we both grew up with the internet as it was very young and, and remember it some of these visiting some of these websites was like a magical experience where it really made you realize the just the like the total all the, the different possibilities of what you could see and do online and and making those experiences feel very present and, and special and that's something that we really want to embody um we, we look up to a lot of companies like nintendo uh for instance is a good example that put a lot of detail into their products and that's something that we really care about we want it to be a place that's not just that provides a, a function for people, but also some place that feels different and feels special. And I, yeah, and I think one more thing, kind of tangential to the vision of the product is, um, we want to. One of the funnest probably UX challenges in existence right now is how do you onboard people to crypto? How do you onboard people that aren't crypto users at all and know nothing about it and get them to you know, have a wallet and be tipping artists on lock and kind of realize the benefit uh, that we realize of like why we're using crypto in the first place. Um, so another like tangential part of the vision is how can we 
just like make the most superb crypto onboarding UX and crypto UX in general uh, for Loft to onboard this whole new wave of mainstream users to this ecosystem. And what that might look like in, you know, 10 years, it could be hard to say, but in the next year or two, uh, some things that we're looking to spin up, obviously more radio stations and rooms. Um, Lo-fi is, is a good place to start because it has a very popular sort of proven niche, but uh, we've talked about different genre radios that we would spin up. Uh, we've talked to record labels about potentially having, giving them their own stations so that they can showcase all of their artists and help them get paid. Um, we've also talked about personal stations, so allowing people uh, to sort of make stations based around their own tastes, potentially be able to monetize their own tastes, allowing for much deeper customization. Um, we've got some exciting stuff around, you know, different backgrounds right now that uh, hopefully you'll be able to see soon. Um, so just constant experimentation and old experiences and pushing the boundaries of, of what people are used to seeing online. What would you say is, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, huge vision and excited to see it happen. Is there anything that the forward thinking founders community can do to help you, um, you know, make it happen? I guess if there's an ask that you have for the community, whether it's being a user, recruiting, anything like that would happy to be, be happy to hear. Um, I'll, I'll just Jeremy real quick. I'll just say one, not for us specifically, but in general, uh, obviously the global pandemic has caused a lot of different industries to hurt. And one of those industries is the music industry, but also just any kind of art in general. And so my ask to everyone would be if there's an artist that you really appreciate, um, even if you can't afford buying some of their work, whether it's music or physical work or digital work, um, even just sharing some of it and, and helping them in any way that you can would go a long way right now for those people. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, that is, that's probably the best answer you're going to get, but for one related to Loft, just try it out and let us know what you think. Uh, we're, we're open to any and all feedback and we love to hear kind of any feedback from the community of users. All right. I'll also add an ask as well. I ask everyone to, it's the same ask you just had, but you also give it a shot just because I like, usually I don't say this cause like I'm not a user of the products, but I actually am super low barrier. You just go to loft.radio, click your space bar and you're in, you're in it. And you can, you know, it's awesome. So check it out. Thank you guys both for coming on to the podcast. Super into what you're working on. Like the music. I like the name. And looking forward to seeing what you, what you end up with. So thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thanks so much, Matt. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate you having us on. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into that episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And luckily, there's another one coming up real soon. But before then, I have a couple things to tell you. First, if you're listening to this and you think you're working on something cool or you think you're smart, hit me up on Twitter. I am at Matt underscore Sherman, and that is Matt with one T. So hit me up, shoot me a DM, and I'm happy to check out what you're working on and maybe we can get you on the pod. But at the very least, I'm happy to give you feedback on your product or project or startup. Lastly, if you can please rate this podcast in the iTunes store. That would be awesome. I'm trying to get up in the rankings so more people can discover these awesome founders. And the only way to do that, or one of the ways to do that, is growing with rankings. So if you like what you're listening to, please just go onto the iTunes store, give it five stars or four, you know, or three. I'm not going to tell you what to give, but just tell whatever I deserve, you should rate that. With that, I'm signing off. See you next time. Bye.